Welcome to episode number 37 of Reflections from WT, the heart and the soul of the Texas Panhandle. My name is Randy Ray. I'm the Director of Broadcast Engineering here on the campus, and I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Walter Windler. Your co-host. Your co-host and, and boss uh, and, 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 and friend. So, and, uh, yeah. Glad um, to be here, Randy. Yeah. Before we introduce our guest, Dr. Windler, there's been a lot of announcements lately about the One West campaign. Tell everyone what the One West campaign is and talk about some of these announcements that we've had. Sure. Uh, the overview, the One West campaign is an effort on the part of WT uh, to raise $125 million in uh, funding, mostly to support people. And we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that as we go along. Uh, and we kicked it off six months ago um, with $80 million in the bank. We're looking to raise 125 and we just crossed $100 million. We're actually at $107 million this past week. So we're really- That's a big deal. We're making, I think we're making tremendous progress. There's great energy in it. Uh, you can feel it when you get people in the room. And there's so many people that really like WT and appreciate it and uh, want to help us. And it's uh, it's very, very gratifying. How important is fundraising these days to a university? Well, more important than ever, because the fact of the matter is, and this is not a lament, this is just the truth of it, is that state funding has been decreasing in recent years. And the expectation is that we... Uh, supplement that i mean this isn't stated anywhere but this is the this is the goal i said for myself to supplement uh changes in state appropriations through um uh, gifts and grants and other kinds of i'm going to call it entrepreneurial activity mm -hmm. and uh, you know that's part of west texas uh, it's part of the spirit of the place and i i really do uh believe that we've embraced that wholeheartedly. And it's, and you know, to your point, how important it is, it's exceedingly yeah. important. We cannot survive yeah, on state We can't survive without it. Can't survive. And that leads us to our guest today. Yes. I'm really excited about introducing Terry and Dyke Rogers, who have been very instrumental in, in the One West campaign in a lot of different ways. So thank you guys for being here. Doc, I'm going to ask you first, and I'm going to ask you, first of all, I'm going to ask you about your name. I have never met another dyke. Is that a family name? Where did that come from? Actually, I got named after a radio broadcaster named Dyke Cameron. <laughs> well, you're in the right place then, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Hey, find out something new every day. Yeah, if you're learning, you make it, you're listening, you can learn a little bit. Yeah. yeah interesting. So both you guys are, are both alums from WT. Dyke, I understand your story pretty interesting. You were on your way to the beach when you discovered WT, right? I was. I left uh, home in Fort Worth and knew that uh, college wasn't in my future, and I was just headed to the beach. I'd really never been out of the state, and I took an old car, and I had 100 bucks, and I thought I had the world by the tail, and I was headed out, and my car broke down in Amarillo. And uh, <laughs> That's an old country song, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. Sounds it, like it yeah. would make one, and, and it'd make a great story, except it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how did you get connected with uh, West Texas State University at that time? Well, I had a cousin that I went to work for. He was here, and uh, and we were going to roof houses, and he was in the construction business. And it was summer, and, and Amarillo, in the summer. Yeah. I knew that wasn't what yeah. I wanted to do for long. And so I got enough money to leave, and he said, well, you really need to be going to school. And I said, I can't go to school. I don't have any money. And he said, well, we, we can arrange that. He said, let's go down to WT. And, and uh, he introduced me to the guys at the Opportunity Plan, Clifford Baker and uh, Buff Morris. And uh, they gave me the once over and then said, well, 
you know, how did you do on your ACT? And I said, I didn't take it. And they said, why not? And I said, well, I wasn't planning on going to school. And he said, well, it so happens we're going to give it here in a few days. And so you take it. And I did. And I think I did fairly well on it. And uh, so they lined me up with some scholarship and some Pell Grant and a little loan. And uh, I started school and I went home for Christmas. And my mom said, well, how was the beach? And <laughs> there's no beach in said, Canyon, well, Texas. Mom, I, I just yeah. didn't quite make it. Yeah. That's funny. Let me ask, think back, think back to those early days at uh, West Texas State. What was the first thing you fell in love with at WT? It just felt like home. Yeah. Um, the, the people that I was around were the kind of people I wanted to be around. Uh, the activities that we had were most of them were activities I really wanted to do. I, and I, you just had a freedom to do the things that you wanted to do. And uh, if you wanted to participate, you couldn't. If you didn't want to participate, you didn't have to. And uh, I just found a good group of friends, and and it was it was a great experience. Yeah, Terry, let me ask you something. So you're also a graduate from West Texas, but you got your grad graduate degree from West Texas. Yes. What did you fall in love with here at WT? My professor, Dr. Robert Splon. I was getting my master's in uh, education administration. And he was just a great guy. He looked at you and he expected a lot out of you. He had a dry sense of humor. And I, I wasn't active on, on campus because I had two young kids at home. Mm-hmm. So WT was a lifeline for me and my family. You know, Randy, I, you know, the, uh, Terry's story is an interesting one. And I think more and more we're going to see what we call non-traditional students. Yeah. I usually I use the example of single moms or Working dads that, uh, you know, have uh, by, by uh, layoff or some lost a job and need to reskill or find a skill set that has more uh, value in the marketplace. And we're going to see our average age uh, at WT is creeping up. It's over 25 now. And that was never the case in the past. And I think we're going to see more and more of that. And uh, people like you have helped us get ready for that because it, you do have to engage differently with uh, parents, single parents, even students that may be, you know, just single people that are in their 30s, you know, coming out of the workforce and wanting to get an education. So I, th- I think that's, uh, we're going to see more and more of that. Yeah, I think so too. So you, you got your master's degree in education. And recently it was announced that the College of Education was going to be renamed in your honor. How does that feel that the school you went to will have your name on it? That's got to that's gotta be pretty amazing. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it, but I'm so excited because I represent all educators from the pre-K teacher to the professors here. And uh, we all know that most educators cannot give the funds that Mm -hmm. my wonderful husband did in my honor. So really, we just want to celebrate educators and just celebrate teachers. and, And that's what that name means to me. So Doc gave you this as a gift, and it was a Christmas gift, right? So tell us, tell us about how that came about. Well, I decided back in about October that I really wanted to do something significant for WT, and I wanted to honor my wife at the same time. And so 
I, I talked to uh, Dr. Wendler and, and Dr. Raspberry, and we thought this would be an appropriate thing. But I really was kind of afraid to tell her because I knew what she would say. She'd say, oh, bull, we're not doing that. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I really kind of I, I would get a call every week. Have you talked to her yet? Well, no, I really haven't. And so uh, Christmas, I thought if we do this in front of some of our kids, she's going to not be able to say no. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we actually videoed it. And she had never seen the video when we made the presentation here uh, at WT. So it was it was kind of a unique moment. Very special. Yeah. So so what did you have to do with that? How 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 were you in on that? Well, I just need to keep my lip buttoned up until <laughs> until he figured yeah. out engineered the way he was going to talk to Terry about all this. Uh, and uh, you know, Di- uh, Dyke and, and Todd Todd Raspberry, Vice President Raspberry, and I had a number of conversations about it. And of course, we were. We were thrilled. You know, there's only three colleges of education in the great state of Texas that are named because of a gift, just three. And of those three, they're publics. And of those three, ours has the largest gift associated with the naming. So we're number one in that very narrow sliver of space. But that sliver of space is really important to us because the College of Education is the flagship at WT. This started as a normal school. People came here. Uh, for a two-year uh, certificate, so they could teach public school. That was the, that was the uh, that was the genesis of uh, West Texas A and M University that we now know today, and it's it's broadened out and covers so many other things. But one thing has never changed: the day it opened in 1910, it was committed to serving the Panhandle first, and today. In 2022, it's still committed to serving the Panhandle first, and I really do believe yeah, that. What's the and percentage raised, of teachers that come from here? I've heard well that in the top 26 counties. of the teachers have one degree or one certificate because teachers get different kinds of certificates, uh, you know, for different um, aspects of uh, managing and leading uh, Mm -hmm. uh, school districts. 75% of the people that work in public schools, primary and secondary schools, have at least one degree or certificate from WT. Now, what I tell people, and I mean it, we have to take that very seriously. If if primary and secondary education in the Panhandle is doing a good job, we can let our chests fill out a little bit with pride because we've helped engineer that. On the other hand, if things aren't working well, if our second our high school graduates in the Panhandle are not performing very well, we better bend over uh, with the weight of that on our shoulders. We need to feel that weight because we're not doing. We can't blame it on some other institution. Uh, or, you know, true. somebody else. It's us. We own it. And I, I like the fact that we own it. And I like the fact that people in West Texas like to own things. They want responsibilities. That's not the case everywhere I've lived. I can brag on WT because I was a principal in Amarillo in the 90s, and most of my teachers were WT graduates, and they were outstanding. They were such great teachers and professional people. And I just... Can't thank them enough. They work so hard. And then recently, I have been working in an administrative role in Dalhart Elementary. And again, most of our teachers graduated from WT, and they are the cream of the crop. So I do think we can always improve on different things, but WT is doing a great job educating the educators. So you've been. what grades did you teach? I taught kindergarten and first grade. Well, you're tougher than I am. I guarantee you that. <laughs> so, Delightful. So did, how, how is teaching and administrating, how, how is that similar and how is that different when it comes to education? Well, what I'm seeing going back after being retired for about 
20 years is technology is really important. Mm -hmm. And then we have a lot of language barriers and cultural barriers. So uh, the bilingual programs are very, very important. And just support of teachers, you know, community support, parent support. That's always been the case. But especially after COVID, you know, we all became very isolated. And Mm -hmm. now I think we need to get back in there and get involved and support the educators in our communities. Well, that speaks directly to what we're doing here on campus. I think so. And I, I would just, uh, in a sense, uh, to, to, to uh, reinforce or amplify what, what uh, Terry has said, you know, public educators uh, take a lot on the chin nowadays for some reason. And, and you know, it's a, like any profession. There's, there's people that make a great contribution and some probably, uh, thankfully, a small number would be better served I don't know, maybe roofing houses, you know, I mean, doing something else. But 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 that's a small percentage. By and large, I think they do a great job, but they, they have to take it on the chin a lot. And they're exposed. And you hear about the one-off cases where some, some untoward thing goes on or the people aren't doing their jobs. But by and large, at least the public school teachers that I know, and I, I've bumped into them as I've toured these panhandle schools twice, I've bumped into them, and I have to say, I'm, I respect very much what I see there. You know, they're people that are committed. Their heart is in it. Their head is in it. They're committed to the communities. It's uh, it's powerful, and I think that's what makes this gift, and not just the gift, but Terry and, and Dyke and their support of yeah. WT so important is because they know the region. They're committed to the region, and that's what we need. Yeah, and it's not. It wasn't just this recent gift. Uh, they helped get Rogers Lead going. So, t- tell, Doc, talk about what Rogers Lead is to people that don't know. Well, it started about nine years ago, and uh, it's uh, twenty-five juniors, twenty-five seniors, uh, and they teach uh, leadership philosophy. Uh, mostly, I would say servant leadership. Uh, they uh, have activities. They have to do internships. They work with uh, nonprofits. Uh, they put on a leadership summit for the university. They really learn how to um, operate in a complex society in a way that's productive and produces results. Yeah. Uh, and we watch kids go in, and I say kids, uh, as juniors, and some of them look like deer in the headlights. And when they come <laughs> out, uh, they are really accomplished young people. And um I, I, some of that is just an age of maturity, just an extra year, but I just believe some of it is the inspiration and the, the leadership that they're taught in the class that they're in. And it's not a program particularly for the class presidents in high school. It's people that, uh, are recognized as having more potential than what they've exhibited. And it's an attempt to bring that potential uh, to something that's very positive for them. And we've watched that over and over with different students that have come through the program. You know, Randy, I'd like to ask uh, Dyke and Terry, the, the leadership of uh, Rogers Lead WT, uh, Missy and uh, Rick are really uh, special people that are committed to these uh, uh, to these uh, young men and women who are in this program, that I think is a remarkable program. You know, when I went up to speak at uh, speak to the students at Dalhart, they had some kind of a meeting up there in Dalhart, and the whole Rogers League came up there and sat together, and it was uh, yeah. it was interesting to watch them. Uh, it's just just interesting. Uh, they 
they appreciate the value of belonging some, to something larger than themselves and being committed and hard work and being sincere and honest and truthful and those kinds of things. And, you know, we don't have the market cornered on those things, but when you see it over and over again in a program like Rogers Lee WT, you know, there, there are, we should be getting students here at WT because of that program, mm-hmm. you know, that who will look forward to hoping that they might become part of it. And it affects, by the way, not just those 50 uh, young people that are involved with it, the juniors and seniors, but it affects the whole campus. It creates a standard. Well, w- one of the things that's kind of tough in that program is that, you know, you have a lot more applicants than what can be accepted. And right. they're very acceptable applicants. So you have to tell an awful lot of people no. Uh, but the people who get in it, I had lunch today with one of the lead students and just ask him, you know, what's this done for you? And I, I, I didn't expect a pat on the back. I just expected a good answer. And he said it made a notable change in his life. And, and that's important. And Rick and Missy do such a good job. I, when I left this school, I didn't, uh, I didn't cry for any of my professors. I didn't have any of them came and hugged me. I didn't have any of that. We attend. Uh, we're able to be with these uh, students several times a year, and one of those times is a graduation. And mm-hmm. it is just really rewarding to watch these young people who are so moved by the people who led them uh, that they are, I mean, they're hugging and crying. And, I mean, it's a it's a family arrangement. Uh, we've got one of our students that just came down with a with a virus illness that's had to withdraw presently to do that. She's presently in the hospital. And the outpouring from the students has just been remarkable. Um, uh, the prayer, the, the support, uh, the gifts, that sort of thing. It's a, it's a family arrangement that's really neat. Well, I have said it before to my students, and I've said it to people that, that know I work here. I believe this is a life-changing place. But students have got to let it change them. And, and I think everyone in this room, it has changed our life in, in a way, this place has. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I want to say on, on behalf of someone that works at WT, someone that loves WT, thank you too for, for all that you have done for our institution. We, we couldn't do it without you. And th- it, because of people like you, we can continue to be a life-changing place. So thank you. You're welcome. We, we want it to stay that way. And it's, been, it's actually been very life-changing for us. We were not really involved in WT after graduation until about 15 years ago. And just the association of being on this campus with these young people, uh, it is it is invigorating, it's inspiring. And what I know is that the whole world isn't going to hell in a handbasket. It is <laughs> actually, there's a lot of hope yeah. out here from these students that are that are progressing. I agree. It's, it's, it, I, couldn't, I couldn't say anymore. Is everybody ready? Is everybody ready? Uh, every episode, I throw a curveball. And so I'm going to throw you a curveball this time. And, I, and it goes for – we were having a conversation before we started the podcast about bucket lists. So I want everyone to tell me what's next on your bucket list. Start, start I, on that side. Of I have the privilege – I just met with Dr. Henderson mm-hmm. uh, and some of his wonderful faculty, and I'm just going to be very active in just learning more about the College of Education and Social Sciences. And I'm so excited. That is, is there something outside of WT? I mean, like a another thing? Fun- yeah. <laughs> Listen, this has been a lifeline again to me yeah. to get back in the classroom and then to just listen to the professors and their dreams. And so right now, that's my bucket list. We are 
traveling some after COVID this summer. So that's on my bucket list with well, my, well, our as two you guys granddaughters. Are as you guys are traveling, maybe Dyke can finally make it out to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> Several years in the making. You know what I had to ask him? I said, well, if you were in Fort Worth, how in the world were you getting to the beach heading to Amarillo? I think that was the first mistake he made. <laughs> took I a wrong turn south. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I took a wrong turn. But he was I going. thought California was where the beaches were. Well, and you're right. But anyway. Dyke, what's your, uh, what's your bucket list? You know, I don't know that mine has really changed much. My goal, my my goal in life for the last 40 years is I didn't want to cut my own grass. I wanted to always have two-ply toilet paper, and I wanted to be able to retire by choice. And I think that's still where I'm at. <laughs> Can you top that, Dr. Winley? No, probably <laughs> yeah. not. Mine's fairly traditional. You know, like next to me, first of all, I enjoy thoroughly what I do every day. I'm thank- I thank God every day in the morning. Uh, when I start today, I thank God that I have the opportunity to come over here and work. I, I just, I'm so appreciative of it. And then I've got the mental, uh, faculties, which, uh, every once in a while I scare myself and I think maybe they're not all there <laughs> anymore. But I, um, I'm, what Mary and I think more and more about now is, uh, grandchildren. I think it's a natural process of aging. We have six and our oldest ones are, uh, they're, they're twins, uh, and they'll be entering high school. As a matter of fact, we were down to see them in, uh, Colleyville last week and they were getting their uh, learner's permits oh, i boy. told my son hold yeah. on to your hair it's gonna yeah. fall out i mean you know <laughs> whether two of them at the same time yeah. you know but anyway it's uh it's a uh that's i you know i'm when i say i'm satisfied with with what's laid before me every day i am and i don't i don't i don't pine for anything else i don't you know i don't want to go live on a golf course i've done that already uh, i like dyke's idea um you know you think about everyone <laughs> <toilet paper. laughs> think about how blessed we are yeah. to be happy to be where we are a lot of people aren't that way yeah and, so and it's not perfect blessed. i have to I, I tell people all the time you know don't you, if you listen to me too long you think i think i'm in heaven you know and and uh <laughs> It's it's uh, it may not be, but it's pretty close in many ways, and I'm thankful to be here, uh, and it's uh, be doing what I do every day. I, I enjoy well, it. We're thankful that you're here too, and I, we're thankful that you guys are here today too. This has been a fun episode. I've enjoyed our conversation today, and thank you for joining us for Reflections from WT. Please join us next time for episode number thirty-eight. We'll see you then.